Hello and welcome to another episode of Inside the Real Job. I'm your host, Yen Fu Chen. Today I have the pleasure of chatting with Alison Edwards, a registered nurse with over two decades of experience. Tune in to hear her passion for nursing, her deep care for people, the challenges she's encountered, and the incredible rewards she's reaped from her nursing career. Hi, Alison. Hi, Yen. So today we're going to talk about your life, which is being a nurse for over 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. So can we start, maybe tell us what type of nurse are you now? Sure thing, Yen. So currently I am a practice nurse, which means that I work for general practitioners or GPs um, in a quite a large practice uh, with approximately 20 GPs and about 12 nurses. Right. And I assume you've been you've done other things than just being a practice yes. nurse, right? Yes. So, so tell I'm, us your life. How did you become a nurse? Okay. Been in my current role for just over eight years. But yes, I have done quite a few different things in my nursing career. Uh, graduating from uni in two thousand and then going into my first my first job at one of our major tertiary hospitals I'm on a rotation contract. And then from that took my favorite position there and applied for a job and that was on a surgical ward uh, specializing in neurosurgery, ears, nose and throat, plastic surgery and facial surgery and I stayed there for over 10 years. What does that involve if you remember? <laughs> but yeah, I assume it's very different, right, to yeah. being at what you're doing now? Yeah, it is very different just from my experience. On the surgical ward, you, um, so I'm looking after patients post-surgery. So they've had whatever surgery they've had and they've been to recovery and they come to the ward. So that's when I take over their care and look after them after they've had their general anaesthetic and they're recovering from their all different kinds of surgeries uh, and then their length of stay in the hospital, nursing them back to their base level of health before they go home. Um, but that also involved being a neuro ward. It also involved a lot of head injury trauma people and going home most often isn't their final destination. Um, rehab or nursing homes, that's very hard nursing because uh, it's usually young people. So that work was very demanding physically and emotionally and also difficult to work life around. Difference to that now is that I have the flexibility of my working hours and it's not heavy and people are nowhere near as sick as they were when I was uh, working in the hospital. Yeah, sure. Mm. And I guess reflecting on your time in the hospital or ward, is obviously it's draining, it's rotating. I don't know, was it just a lot of work and that's why you sort of shifted or was it more of a lifestyle change? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, is a lot of work and, and the rotating shifts do make it difficult, but I absolutely loved it at the same time and I made absolute lifelong friends while I was there for 10 years that I are still a major part of my life now. And if I didn't move interstate because of my partner's job, I will probably still be there. Really? And I wouldn't okay. have discovered that general practice nursing was as interesting and as nice to the family as it is. I wouldn't have even considered looking into that type of nursing. Um, I did really enjoy the ward, but now that I have experienced other things, I can see the differences and I do appreciate where I am now. Yeah, great. And let's go back to the ward part is how do you, is that where normally most people start? Maybe mm -hmm. give the listeners a view of how do you become a nurse? I assume you've got to go to university first. Yeah, it's a university degree. 
And then in New South Wales, after your degree, you can apply um, to do a postgraduate uh, year and supported by one of the hospitals or I guess other areas that need nurses as well. But it's usually the hospitals that take you under their wings for the first year when you're a new grad and you're supported in that way through educators and other mentoring staff. And is the postgrad more practical? Is that when you do go to that hospital and get yes, the experience? So no, it's not not a it's not actually part of your studies. Uh, it's right. just a way of being employed by okay. a hospital. So they take you because it's your first year as a registered nurse. Mm -hmm. um, they do employ you as that first year, uh, and they just keep a closer eye on you. Right. So they offer more education and more support than if I was just to now go and apply for a job at the same place and go into the same way. So the first year, out of nursing it's not compulsory to do a new grad program at all but it's very a very supportive way to become a hospital employee as a nurse ward nursing yes i feel like that would be probably the most common job new graduate nurses would take i think it gives you the most experience of what it's like to be a hospital-based nurse and it's where the most need is yeah right mm. okay can you reflect on your first year challenges you faced? And oh, I can absolutely remember yeah. that first day of work. Unbelievably nerve-wracking. And takes a good six months not to go to work every day with your um, stomach in your mouth, mm. wondering what my allocation's going to be, who am I going to be working with, uh, who am I going to ask to help, am I going to get the medications wrong? It's all on you. How do I communicate with other disciplines within the hospital, so doctors, allied health? pharmacists, etc. Um, yeah, very nervous. How did you overcome it? Is it was just time and yeah, experience? Yeah, it is. It's just time and experience. Throw yourself in. Go to as many education uh, options or opportunities that there are. Uh, but time, mainly time and, and making relationships with the people that you work with. Yeah, and I assume you, you, as you said, you got that whole first year of support. Did you have dedicated mentors or anything? Yeah, or you, did you get yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you'll find this in every area of nursing. I do. I was allocated a preceptor for the year, and he um, was like worked the same shifts as me for the first start of my employment, and um, would always got check in and making sure I was competent where I needed to be competent and then would encourage me to go to various um, education sessions that yeah. the hospital offered. And over time, what's some of the hardest things that you've had to do or experience as a nurse? Um, well, there's lots of hard things. Um, you know, washing your first person that's passed away and mm. putting them in a body bag and sending them to the morgue, that's always hard. Uh, making difficult phone calls to family members who um, I need to come and see their loved ones quickly uh, and being taught to to use quite frank language as an example um, I wouldn't say to someone your father has left us you'd have to really say your father has died or you can't even use the word pass away really simple language I found that very interesting to learn. You very to direct. Learn to, you have to learn to be direct. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, no fluffing around. No fluffy, yeah. no fluffy language. Yeah, yeah, yeah no fluffy words. Um, that was always hard and it always sticks with you, those yeah. kind of experiences. And what about blood? No, blood's fine. Do you get over the fear of blood and needles if you Blood and needles it? are fine. What's not fine is uh, sputum, so oh. basically spit. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah, it sounds gross. <laughs>
Yeah. Five is fine. <laughs> but if I had a fear of blood or needles, mm-hmm. would you recommend, is that something I could overcome? Or? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't see any blood in the, any blood anymore. Oh, actually, because you just think it's like water or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Plenty of needles around. Um, yeah, you'll get over that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. No, yeah. it's good to know because some people might think, well, I don't like blood and needles. So, well, there's plenty but then of nursing. I, you know, I really love helping people. Yeah, so. there's so many, so many ways you could be a nurse and never, ever, ever see blood. Really? Yeah. Can you give us an example? I uh, thought most nurses had at least one time draw no, blood, no. do up stitches. No. No? So uh, a big area is mental health nursing. Okay. Very unlikely you'll come across blood then. Another area might be all the clinics. So you've got like your antenatal clinics. You've got other clinics. I guess there's the wound clinics. You might find a bit of muck in those ones. Nothing fresh. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you say fresh. Uh, Immunization clinics. So nurse immunizers and you know, plenty of needles, not a lot of blood. Yeah, right. That's there's really probably a lot more. I just can't think right. No, now, that's okay. So you know, just when you mentioned that there's all these different type of <clears throat> nurses, how did you know what you wanted to do? Why did you stay in the ward for so long uh, and not redirect somewhere else? Is there a point in your nursing career or journey that you go, okay, I want to do something different? Yeah, there probably is. Uh, and I'd have to say, when I was a student nurse, I did do a memorable placement at Royal North Shore in the neurosurgical ward and then I did do a neurosurgical placement as a new graduate at a different hospital and that's where I stayed for my 10 years. So I, I probably is something I didn't know anything about, experienced it, loved it and went in that direction. But I do think that if I experienced, let's just say, paediatrics or cardiology as, as a young 17-year-old impressionable student, I probably would have gone that direction as well right. because... I don't think I knew anything about what was out there. And if you have a good experience with something, why not Why not run with it? That's what I did. And I loved where I worked, so I had no reason to move on. Yeah, right. And becoming a nurse now, do you know if they get more exposure to different avenues first so they can choose the right path? Or is it more throughout your uni degree, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go down the ward path. Versus- I think the degree is pretty much the same as what it was. A few things have changed, but they do do a little bit more um, practical work in it, in like placement work in their degree. So they might see more places that they can experience. But I think it's very valuable to spend a block of amount of time in one place as a student so you get to know a little bit more than the very basics. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah. They probably do. They probably do get to see a bit more. So maybe then have a better idea when they come out of uni what they're applying for. Yeah, okay. And um, talking about education, I assume as a registered nurse you have to keep your skills up every year? You do. So you're a registered health practitioner on the nation registration, so on APRA. And so to do that you have to do a minimum amount of continuing professional development hours every year. So for a registered nurse it's 20 hours. What does that involve, like a particular practical thing or, or yeah, in theory, anything, bit of yeah it can be anything it just has to be directly related to the type of nursing you are currently doing so for example um every year i do an annual mandatory immunization update which goes for about two hours and immunization is directly related to my job as a general practice nurse so i can record that as two hours of my continuing professional development I have to then write a short piece on um, how that affects me, my current employment, what would I change, why wouldn't I 
change things and if there's any be- um, difficulties or boundaries in the way of, of making change in the workplace. Yeah, a bit right. of a reflection on what you do and that's all recorded. Okay. Yeah. And what about with advancement of technology? Is there a particular different, I don't know, tools or gadgets, whatever <laughs> you guys use now? Is Have you seen anything change in that world or is it more about that human connection? Yeah. Um, not 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 a lot of change uh, in nursing. Nursing's really about human connection. Yeah. Um, when you get right down to it, I'd have to say the biggest thing is probably mobile phones. So when I probably my first ten years of my career, mobile phone was locked in your locker, and now it's on you because you use it for drug calculations. You'll use it to look up things. You'll use it as a stopwatch. It is like a little world in your pocket. Yeah. You so, can use it as a translator. I oh saw yes, you, yes. One of those TV and, shows. And we do use it as a translator. To, yeah? Yes. yeah, there you go. Um, so the younger nurses coming through use their phones a lot for their job. I'm still very much on the computer look up things or maybe I'll look for a policy book on something. So it's just changing, changing that, and things are accessible at your fingertips. But apart from that, machines are the same. You take OBS the same way. Yeah, yeah. observations the same way. Right. Um, so you don't see like... <clears throat> Um, new nurses coming in with a different approach to different things that you might have done in your previous years? Uh, yeah, not really, yeah, actually. Right. I think the, the fundamentals of nursing are the same. A few things are tweaked over the years and yeah. some techniques may change, not necessarily to do with technology, but I, I don't see a huge change sure. apart from the different generation. I yeah, don't see a huge change in the um, foundations. There's of only nurse. really one way to draw blood out, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going back to the blood thing. Well, you know, I just want to make sure everyone knows I don't have a few of blood. <laughs> In my current role, wound care is probably 80% of what we do. So the techniques of aseptic technique in wound care and clean f- wound field, they are exactly the same. Yeah, Those okay. kind of things don't change. Unless someone wants to do a lot of research into it and change it, that would be really strange though. So those things are the same, which okay. makes it good for me to be able to then preceptor or mentor new staff and for them to also ask us um, questions because it's, yeah, it's still the same. Yeah, yeah. great. Hmm. And we sort of touched on it just slightly before that human connection. So you said that's key mm-hmm. skill that you need to have mm. is to be able to interact with mm. people. Mm. Um, is that something that you've always had a gift even as a young person uh, or do you feel like that grew because you had to deal with everyone every day? Yeah, a, a, a bit of both. So I think now being like in my mid-40s, I would say that um, that's something I, through maturity, I have got much better at. Yep. Um, I've always loved to talk to people and I love to, to have a yarn and find out little bits and pieces about them. So I take up a lot of time with my patients. <laughs> yep. But I don't think I was probably this good at talking to people as I was when I was younger. Sure. But I think that might be age-related. But then I see some young ones at work who are very good at communicating with patients, um, but I don't think I was probably that good when I was 18 or 20. Yeah. So definitely have developed those skills, um, probably as being a wife and a mother of three yeah, children. Yeah. I think all those skills come with age as well. Uh, but I do think I'm very good talking to vulnerable people yeah, who come into work um, and making conversations about their needs, not mine. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about that caring aspect, what was it that triggered you to go, I'm going to become a nurse? <laughs> so that's really funny because I was thinking you're going to ask me that question. Yeah. 
And the honest answer is it was the mid nineties. And mm-hmm. I think as a girl in high school, I was supposed to go to uni and do something that meant I would get a job. Right. So a nurse, do nursing, become a nurse, do teaching, become a teacher. Yeah. So I did nursing and so did three others of my four fr- closest friends at high school. Well, there you go. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you've continued on, obviously. Yeah. Was there any time that you felt like, no, I'm not going to do nursing? So never. So identify as a nurse. Absolutely. Yeah, great. Someone says, what do you do? I'm a nurse. Oh, yeah, I'm also a mum and a wife and a friend and a sister and a cousin and an auntie. But I feel like very strongly about being a nurse. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's very thankful that you're a nurse. Well, I am. <laughs> Hope so. Yeah, for sure. Now, can we look at what an actual typical day looks like? So maybe mm-hmm. you can take us back to when you were a ward. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's a little bit different now, but yeah. what was it for your time? Yeah. And then how different is it today in as a practical yeah. nurse? Sure, sure. Yeah, I definitely think it's different now. But on a regular day, back in the day, um, you'd go to work, you'd get handover, and then you'd start with your medication round. All your patients need to be out of bed showered, bathed, however they were going to get clean, sitting out of bed, breakfast, help with meals, um, and then you're doing your wound care, um, any kind of doctor's orders, and then all of a sudden it's time for another meal, so you're getting them all ready for next meal. And after that, you're putting them back to bed, you're doing your notes, documentation, and all of a sudden it's probably home time. That all takes about eight hours. Yeah, right. Busy, on your feet the entire time, um, not a lot of time for kind of socials, talking, got to help your colleagues because you can't lift people on your own, um, hard to wash people on your own, checking drugs. So, yeah, busy, nonstop, turn, brain on the whole time. Today, much slower pace. I work to a diary, a booked diary, so I can look ahead of what um, I'm going to be in for on a day, which is really nice. So you can plan. You can plan what's coming in. You can plan your rostering around how busy a day is going to be. And I see most of my patients I see now, I see regularly. So not a lot of surprises. The day today might consist of some wound care, some immunization, maybe a little bit of triaging, lots of phone calls, and really getting to know the patients that see our GPs, which is really quite lovely. Yeah. And how many GPs do you support at the moment? Uh, About 20. Oh, wow. It's a so, big, big place. And what's the challenges there? I assume they all have different oh, yeah. demands and That's ways exactly they want right. to approach Yeah, things. they do. So they work for um, the company as an independent practitioner. So they they basically run their practice from the room they work from, but they all have uh, a little way they like things done or, or not done. So the challenge is, yeah, being the nurse that 20 different doctors want you to be, which can yeah. be 20 different things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. so you've got to be able to adapt. Yeah, very yeah. adaptable. Okay. And talking about adapting and challenges, can we go back to COVID time? You would have mm-hmm. worked through that period. Mm-hmm. What were the challenges and how did you and the practice get through all those periods? Yeah, really challenging time, um, quite a fearful time. Um, so I guess, uh, in the early days of 2020, uh, it was mainly fear that was, um, the main thing at work. And then once the, once we had our policies, um, set into place and we were practicing in a safe way, I guess the fear, the fear left and then became quite angry at the lack of consideration for people that needed to access our service and our safety. And then eventually um, relief that we got to go to work every day and see our friends and actually weren't stuck at home homeschooling. 
Yep. So quite a roller coaster. <laughs> so I actually think myself quite lucky. I was in an industry that still got to go to work. I got to leave the house every day. Yeah. And I work with my friends, which is a bonus. Um, so that was nice. Mm. And did you receive good support as a nurse during that period? Because obviously you're in that front line, mm -hmm. helping people, dealing with people's anxiety and so forth. It's, did you get the support that was needed at that time? I probably would say um, as a as a practice nurse, more my support came from my colleagues. So that would be um, the nurses, the receptionists, the doctors who are on site. Um, I probably would have to say the support was lacking higher than that, just in the way that I think um, they were still trying to work out what we needed and how to deliver it to us. Yeah, right. Because um, it was so unknown, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. And I guess we didn't know what we needed either. So then probably a lack of communication between us and upper management. So very tricky time, very tricky time for everyone. But we were rewarded um, in other ways as well, monetary ways um, by our employer, which was nice. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. And talking about support in general, has that changed throughout the years? I assume mm -hmm. we've also mental health as a nurse, you would see so much trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, experience bad things and you'd have to, as you said earlier, delivering your yeah. sad, sad yeah. news and so forth. Yeah, like this... how did you cope with that and was there support and back then yeah. or is it still the same yeah. or is it better? So not back then, no. I'd have to say I struggled to remember any kind of support in that regard, like individual personalised mental health support. But now it's like a buzzword at work. Every other newsletter that comes from work has got information on how you can access services. It might have a little article on a particular event that might have occurred uh, nationally or internationally. It might have a little bit about, oh, so emotional intelligence is a very big thing as well. So um, we get a lot of information on different parts of that. So I'd have to say it's now, it's extremely focused on and probably more so since COVID. Yeah, right. Mm. Can you touch on that emotional intelligence? Why is there such, I guess, focus on that now? Is it just so to help nurses deal with people better? I think that, uh, what have we got? Millennials that are yep. coming through now. I think they're very emotionally intelligent. Right. And so I think as... Um, Kids that grew up in the 90s, I think we have probably lacked a lot of that. And so that's something that they're teaching us. And so I think that it's something that lacks in a lot of industries and then it decreases productivity. Absolutely. Yeah. As a company. And then as a nurse, um, yeah, it makes you probably more empathetic towards your patient's needs rather than your own. Um, if you have a better level of emotional intelligence and yeah. your communication is just better. You're dealing with people that aren't all from your industry across the board. I think it's very important. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think they would have that kind of thing because I know they do mm. a lot of emotional intelligence in the corporate world. Yeah, They train right. people to identify mm. so they can provide better customer service mm. or be a better leader. But it makes total sense to have that in the medical and nursing as well because it's a service yeah. related it you're just dealing with people all the time yeah yeah and well i actually work in corporate medicine yeah. so our doctors are our but largest customer so really it is about service as well and keeping them happy yeah definitely <laughs> ultimately yeah awesome yeah. 
And talking about happy, so obviously you've been a nurse for a long time and we talked about the challenges and I assume that you've had more great stories and happiness that's kept you going and want to stay as a nurse? Yeah, so nurses are very task-orientated and we love a good outcome. Very hard to write down in someone's notes that there was a negative outcome from something. (laughs) So love to see a wound that's healed, love to see a blood pressure that's got back to normal, love to see an an ECG that's normal. Like you do like to see things, people recover, get well and back to their, their baseline health. Yep. So ultimately that's, I guess, you know, why you get into it, help someone to achieve something and usually a positive outcome. Um, and so in your current it. role, it's sort of like being <clears throat> part of that journey, right? Because I'm sure, as you said, you get a lot of regular mm, clients. Absolutely. So it is, it's it's seeing that the ulcer on that oldie's foot finally heal and come together and it's like a little celebration for all of us. Yeah. Or getting... The, the the ex-surfer who's got a big wound on his knee uh, to a state where he can get back in the ocean, yeah, sure. you know, so reaching their small goals is quite rewarding yeah, for nice. me. Yeah, hmm. nice. I don't know if I have any more questions, but I do have one I like to end with is for people that want to become a nurse and from your experience, what is your best advice or tips? Definitely become a nurse. You can use that skill anywhere in the entire world may not be paid very well because you'll hear that everywhere that you listen to, but I'm doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you can earn really big bucks if you want to be a particular kind of nurse. You'll go that way if that's what you want to do. It's extremely rewarding. It's a team job. So if you like to be a team player, then this is what it's all about. And you can, you don't have to stay in the same job forever. Like we were taught when we were kids, you can change jobs all the time yeah. and just experience everything and to find what you like. And you can build on your nursing degree with all other health degrees. Mm. So it's a great one to start with. So just on that, can you maybe expand on what other paths you can actually take? Yeah, absolutely. So with nursing, you can do a master's in in, in, in any kind of nursing, uh, for lots of postgraduate opportunities at the university level. But also you can use your nursing degree as a stepping stone into other degrees. I have a colleague right now who is doing nursing, then she's doing medicine after that. I have a friend who is a director of nursing who has done a nursing degree and then degrees on top of that. I have another friend that is a midwife. So if she's done a nursing degree, then she's done her midwifery degree after that. And I have another friend or a colleague that is a nursing educator. So she has done nursing and she's done teaching as well. So there are so many different directions you can take your nursing degree and never see blood. Excellent. (laughs) I like that finish. Alison, thank you for your time. You're welcome, Yen. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Alison. I found it really interesting and quite enlightening. Alison shared her experiences forming friendships within the nursing field, the strong bonds she created with doctors and patients. She also discussed the challenges of nursing, but undeniably a deeply fulfilling profession. What intrigued me the most was the wild variety of nursing paths you can take, whether it's going in wards, becoming a nurse, or exploring that educational path, or even becoming a mental health nurse. Nursing offers a wealth of rewarding opportunities and adapts to different life stages, making it very versatile. I hope you found value in this episode. Thanks again for tuning in and make today a good news day.